0: This is Tech Guide with Stephen Fennec, the place to stay updated and educated. Hello and welcome to Tech Guide, episode 390. Glad you can join us once again. Thanks for your company and welcome to to you first-time listeners. We hope by the end of the show, you'll become a regular listener. My name is Stephen Fennec and I'm the editor of that great website, techguide.com.au. On this week's show, the coronavirus is causing severe shortages and disruptions in the tech world, and Apple is being hit the hardest. Oppo has launched its new flagship Find X smartphone, and Vodafone has turned on its 5G network. We'll take a look at the Sennheiser HE1. This is the world's best and most expensive headphones. Audible has launched a new campaign to show that we can still fit books into our busy lives, And Dwayne The Rock Johnson has partnered with Under Armour to launch new wire-free earphones. And we'll answer all your tech questions in the Tech Guide help desk. And it's all brought to you by Netgear, the company that keeps you connected, and Norton, the company that keeps you connected. The coronavirus is certainly cutting deep in all parts of our lives, uh, especially uh, in the tech world. That's having a major effect on on a number of companies. Of course, health is the most important thing for all of us, tech or not, no matter what phone you use. We want to stay healthy. We don't want to catch this disease. So take precautions, people. Wash your hands. Stay home if you're not feeling well. Uh, There's news now that more schools have been shut down and more cases uh, of it in Australia. So we can we can not be too careful. But in terms of its effect on the tech world and just the general the world economy uh, as one has become uh, quite amazing. And uh, the tech world, of course, China is the production room of the world. This is where a lot of the factories are based. Uh, a lot of the components are created in, in China as well. Uh, the world uh, and many tech companies, I should say, has relied on... China to be to be where they source or they make their products and uh, and ship them to all parts of the world uh, unfortunately now because of the coronavirus and the number of people who've been quarantined the, the 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 number of people who have been told to to self quarantine to stay away from work in, in other words the factories and, and all these places where all these devices are manufactured it is really starting to take its toll and one company in particular, Probably one of the biggest companies with a company with the biggest footprint, a production footprint in China, and that's Apple. Uh, I, I did a bit of an investigation last week and published a story on Tech Guide about how there are severe shortages in Australia and the other parts of the world. The New York Post has reported that there is virtually no iPhone stock left in uh, New York either. So the effects of this are, are being felt the world over. I had a chat with Telstra, Vodafone and Optus, just went into stores and asked about stock levels and I I, I pretended I wanted to buy an iPhone and they said, well, what colour do you want? And I said, uh, I think I said black and they said, well, it might be a week, up to six weeks wait for the phone. So uh, they're filling the pinch too. Any stock I understand that arrives in Australia, and this is what the telcos told me, is usually directed into the Apple stores. They said if you want it sooner than that, you might have to go to an Apple store because we don't have any stock. Uh, a quick check of the Apple website, and you know how you can, you can spec up a phone and choose your colour and choose your memory and choose all of that. And you can also choose to pick up in store that uh, a lot of the stores were grayed out, they didn't have any stock at all. I, I tried several different colors, they were not able to, f- to have a phone in stock for me to pick up that day. They said shipping is between three to five days if I wanted to order it. So, uh, those, those uh, stock levels are dwindling at an alarming rate. Now, to make matters worse, and I found this out uh, through my inquiries with the telcos, to make matters worse for Apple. Their freight forwarding company, Toll Group, is still in disarray after a recent ransomware attack. So they were hacked. Ransomware, I think they refused to pay the ransom, and all their systems were affected severely, including tracking systems that could track and distribute the iPhone stock. And one of the telcos, I think it was Vodafone, told me that, yeah, they're still waiting for stock that was was supposed to arrive uh, a lot earlier. But because of the toll, uh, the the toll groups hack, they are still recovering, and this hack happened um, weeks ago. They are still also uh, not able to fulfil some stock uh, orders from them as well. So it's uh, it is cutting very deep across across the uh, across Australia, but in China itself, China uh, is where the Foxconn factory is located. That's where uh, that's in the, is Zhenjiao which is where 60% of Apple's iPhones are manufactured in this plant. It employs more than a million people, would you believe, in one place. And it is said to be operating at just on 50% capacity. So 60% of Apple's iPhones are manufactured in this one place. They call it they call it Zhengzhou iPhone City, because that's where Foxconn's located. But it is operating at only 50% capacity. Now, the plant they're saying is expected to resume regular production capacity by the end of March. So that's that's still three weeks away. But it's to make an iPhone, to make any device, you need all the components. And this is the other impact that Apple is feeling from this disrupted supply chain. They're waiting for parts for the iPhone, including parts for the camera and graphics cards. I'll give you one example there is one company called Genius Electronic Optical, a Chinese company that supply iPhone camera lenses. So the glass that goes on top of the camera is supplied by Genius Electronic Optical. They said they're in severe short supply. They've, they've only got four weeks of inventory, so a month's worth of inventory, but they won't be able to replenish that inventory until May. That's two months away. So they run out of stock in a month and they'll, it'll take another two months for that stock to be replenished. So that's just one example of how these little parts of the phone are being affected. No doubt Apple is scrambling to source these lenses from another another supplier, but that other supplier, which may be located in China, uh, may also be affected. So the logistics, uh, they're scrambling t- terribly to find... The solution here, no doubt Apple have suppliers everywhere and contingency plans, but it is having a severe effect on Apple stock levels. Now, meanwhile, Samsung have just launched their Galaxy S20 and they have sailed through this virtually unscathed. Samsung's factories are located in Vietnam and in Korea. So they've been operating business as usual full capacity, they've just they've just finished record pre-orders for the Galaxy S20, went on sale last Friday, March 6th, and they're saying that uh, my information from the telcos was that the pre-orders for the Samsung Galaxy S20 exceeded the pre-orders for the iPhone 11. So that's how popular it is. And telcos, without them being able to get their hands on any iPhone stock, are actually increasing their orders for the Samsung Galaxy S20 so they'll at least have stock of one flagship phone to be able to sell customers. So imagine an iPhone customer, someone wants to buy an iPhone, and they're, they're told they've got to wait six, up to six weeks for a phone, possibly even longer. Uh, if they're offered the Galaxy S20, which I've, I've reviewed, you heard the review last week on the show, it's on Tech Guide as well, is probably the best phone on the market right now, best phone you could buy right now. So I'm pretty sure a lot of customers may be tempted to make that switch. So Samsung, who, do you remember a few years ago, the bad luck they had with the Note 7 and all the dramas they had with that, well, here, here's a case where their fortunes have have gone the other way and things are actually playing in their hands uh, for, for a change. So uh, Samsung coming up smelling of roses after this. But the other thing that I'm noticing too, and here's another tech solution here, is that a lot of companies, a lot of schools a lot of people are being told to stay home, to work from home. Uh, So if if people can do their job from home remotely, that's what they're being encouraged to do. Uh, In Australia, I don't think this is a massive uh, thing at the moment, but it could be. Uh, Other parts of the world, I know if you go to China and some parts of Europe, the streets are deserted because people have been told to stay home, self-isolate, make sure that you're not going out. And Business still has to go on, and a lot of people are—they're using their internet connections and these various, uh, these various uh, teleconference software and applications to to phone into to an office and have a meeting rather than being there in person. It's also, I think, the way people are doing business rather than going on those business trips and having the meetings in person. They're also using these these high-end conferencing systems, which. These tele systems are uh, so high resolution that it's it's like you're talking to the person uh, that 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 uh, that uh, colleague in person anyway. So that's an, that's another another outcome of this whole drama where people can still do their jobs, or in most cases they can, but they they can do it from home. Not not the case of being a factory worker as we mentioned. You need to be there to be able to do that. And Apple know that know that really well already. Foxconn down to 50% capacity, hoping to ramp up to 100% capacity by the end of the month. But the effects are going to be felt for weeks and months and perhaps years to come. And I'm thinking too of all the events, the upcoming events that that may be cancelled. I know that Apple has told their workers to uh, work from home. That's the offer from Tim Cook. He's told his staff if they want to work from home amid uh, concerns of the virus they're more than welcome to do that that was reported by Bloomberg. there was an internal memo that was circulated by Tim Cook uh, for this week so that, uh, that was confirmed by an Apple spokesman as well. so they are implementing these new uh, uh, these new uh, if, if things can, workers can do so uh, that, that is that's Apple leading from the front there but just on Apple, they they do have a major event coming up in the next few months, the Worldwide Developers Conference, which is normally in the first week of June. Now we've already seen other events cancelled. I think Google cancelled their I/O, which was set down for May. Uh, Facebook had it, uh, their their conference too, that was set for in so it's set to be held in San Francisco. It has also been cancelled. So I'm thinking there there's going to be a lot of events. That we won't be going to. Apple was was uh, rumored to be having a launch event at the end of this month, which I cannot see going ahead. They may still launch the product if they can, but I don't think they're going to be inviting too many people from all corners of the world to their headquarters. And then looking forward to Worldwide Developers Conference, which also is also in uh, it's in San Jose. Uh, I'm I'm not sure how that's going to work out as well. Apple haven't made any announcements on whether they're going to cancel that event, but it's quite possible. I'm thinking further down uh, down the track of later in the year where usually late August, September is when we head to Berlin for, for IFA, the big uh, European tech trade show. And even that, I think that they may be, that, that obviously is months in the planning and a lot, a lot of thought goes in, into that. A lot of companies booking space, uh, floor space, so I'm sure they are hoping that, this, that the coronavirus is under control uh, in, in the next couple of months so that that event can actually still go ahead. But uh, there's no telling what's going to happen. What really amazed me was in, in Italy, where soccer is like a religion or football, if you're a purist there, uh, they are holding their matches but to uh, in they're playing inside empty stadiums. They're not even letting crowds in there. I hope they don't do that for the NRL. The competition kicks off this week. I'm keen to get back and watch the Mighty Rabbitohs play again this year. I hope they don't do not do that. I, I do love being at the game to support the team, but uh, in Italy, no, no go. You can't even go to the game. You've got to be happy with watching it on TV, watching the t- teams play inside an empty stadium. Can you believe it? Yes, the coronavirus is having effects in the tech world, the economic world, and it is being felt in all corners of the globe. And I don't think it's going to go away anytime soon. There's still a lot of work to do to get this thing under control. But in the meantime, uh, Apple are hoping they get their factories to 100% and ramp up production. You want to read more about that story and uh, you can find out everything about the effects of the coronavirus on the tech world at least, you can check it out at techguide.com.au. This is Tech Guide with Stephen Fennec. Well, Oppo, uh, a Chinese company, has just announced their new Find X2 flagship smartphone. And this was one of the first questions I actually asked the guys at Oppo. I said, well, how are you, you going to get this thing out in the next few months? How have you been affected by the coronavirus? And they their answer was that, uh, no, they've been okay. They're planning a Q2 launch, which is any time between April, May and June. Uh, I'm not sure whether they had planned a Q1 launch because... I was actually supposed to be a guest of OPPO. I was going to be their guest to travel to Barcelona for Mobile World Congress, which should have been held two weeks ago. So this device would have been announced two weeks ago in Barcelona and perhaps launched by the end of March. But now with the cancellation of MWC and the dramas happening in China with the coronavirus, they are saying Q2. They haven't specified a date, a week or a time. They're just saying Q2. Uh, with their fingers crossed probably behind their back. So uh, we're hoping to see this before, at least in the first half of the year. The Find X2. Now, this is a device that is 5G, has the latest display technology, has an advanced camera, and is also the fastest charging phone in the world. So let's go through it. It's powered by the Qualcomm Snapdragon 855 5G processor, 12 gig of RAM, 512 gig of internal storage. It's going to be available in two colours. And I've, I've read my story on Tech Guide. That's my hand holding the two uh, the devices. Two colours. One is ceramic black. So it's got like a textured feel on the back. So it doesn't look very fingerprinty. Uh, the other colour, which I quite liked, is orange vegan leather. So it's a nice soft feel on the back there. But vegan leather, not real leather. So it's imitation leather that feels like real leather. Uh, really nice look, It is. it has a, uh, this was the phone, remember the previous model had a pop-up camera, so when you wanted to take a selfie or any kind of photo, the camera module would pop up from the top of the top of the phone, and then when you take the photo, it would pop back down again, so the whole screen was clear, uh, what they've done now, they've actually incorporated the camera into the screen, so there's like a tiny hole punch, top left-hand corner, for the front-facing, I think it's a 32-megapixel camera, so, uh, really nice looking there. The screen, 6.7 inch OLED, ultra vision screen. Now, this is also quad HD resolution. So, you're talking 3168 by 1440, 513 ppi. ppi stands for pixels per inch, so quite sharp. It also has a, an, a 120 hertz refresh rate. So, that's uh, similar to what uh, uh, Samsung offers with the Galaxy S20. So you're getting a lot more smoothness to the image. So if you're watching movies or sport or uh, any kind of content, playing games, you're going to notice even when you're scrolling through apps, you're going to notice that smoothness. That's uh, rather than having the juddery motion and the juddery scrolling, you're going to notice a silky, smoother scrolling thanks to the 120 hertz that's on board as well. But uh, plenty of uh, plenty of other features on the screen, including. Motion Clear, which can actually double the frame rate of a video. It's also got HDR Enhancer, which can upscale video to high dynamic range quality. So that's on a phone. That's that's quite remarkable. But the camera, though, the camera is what's catching people's attention here. The camera, it's a triple camera system, has actually already earned the equal highest DxO Mark score of 124. And it shares that uh, that honour with the Xiaomi Mi 10 Pro, so already one two four top score for the best smartphone camera in the world by DxOMark. This is that 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 uh, body that that judges smartphone cameras for all kinds of tests it puts it through. So the camera system is three cameras: 48 megapixel wide angle, 48 megapixel ultra wide angle, 13 megapixel periscope telephoto lens. So supports up to 10 times hybrid zoom and uh, they're all also backed by quality Sony sensors so you get amazing low light photography and if you're serious about your photos that's what I like about this you can take further control you can choose to shoot in RAW so 12 bit RAW images so that gives people more editing options. So it's a much bigger file you end up with. So there's a lot more editing options. On the video side, you'll be able to shoot 4K video at 60 frames per second. It's also got Ultra Steady Video Pro. So to really take the shakes out of your videos as well, they showed a side-by-side comparison. And the, uh, the Steady the steady Video Pro uh, looked the good. It really took a lot of the shakes and made it a much smoother video. And now on the battery side, you're gonna get 4260 milliamp hour battery, which is that's that's kind of two day battery power you got right there. But here's what I like when when it comes time to charge, now Oppo have really led the way when it comes to fast charging. they got they got their super VOOC, super flash charge, that's super and V double O C uh super flash charge. With this phone, it's got Oppo sixty five watt super VUC super flash charging which means you can recharge this phone from zero to 100% in just 38 minutes. That is incredible. 38 minutes to completely charge the phone if it's dead to 100%. So imagine the scenario where you need to go out somewhere and your phone's on 5%. You need to go out in 45 minutes, phone's on 0%, 1%, you can get a fully charged before you go that is remarkable also on board you've got the android 10 operating system and also the color os 7.1 which is a dead ringer if you ask me people will agree a dead ringer for ios so color os 7.1 it's a, a bit of a rip off of ios in terms of design and layout so people switching from an iphone that you'll feel like you're actually using the android version of an iphone But all in all, I think it's a pretty attractive phone. Great screen, great camera, great battery, and it's 5G as well, don't forget. So uh, it's going to be available in Q2, as we said. Uh, It's going to be priced at $1,599. So it puts it dead set in the iPhone and Samsung S20 ballpark. Will people opt for this? Will they buy an iPhone? Will they buy a Samsung? Or will they go with Oppo? Oppo, that fast charging, I've seen nothing like that on the market. Camera 2, best uh, equal equal top by DxO mark. So a lot to look forward to here. We will get our hands on a review unit, and we'll t- talk about it. We'll use it as our daily driver, and we'll write up a review on Tech Guide, and also talk about it on the podcast. You want to read our full story about the Oppo Find X2? Check it out at TechGuide.com.au. Well, Vodafone have become the last of the major telcos to launch their 5G network. They flicked the switch late last week, and if you happen to be living in the Rose Hill, Parramatta area of Sydney, you will get 5G if you're a Vodafone customer. For the rest of us, well, we've got to wait for the next 6 to 12 months when the 5G sites increase. There are more than 350 5G sites planned around the country in the first phase of the rollout, which will be first half of 2020. So if you live in Sydney, Melbourne, Brisbane, Adelaide, Perth, and Canberra, you'll go live with uh, sites in mid by mid 2020. uh, And the rest will follow after that, of course. And uh, this is really uh, since since Vodafone got the green light with their merger case with TPG, this was hampering them. They kind of couldn't put Concentrate completely on a 5G rollout while they are battling in court to uh, make their merger with TPG go through. They've been given the green light. A Triple C also indicated they will not be appealing that decision, so the merger is going to carry through, and Vodafone can get on with their work of rolling out the 5G networks and adding those 5G destinations over time. Now, with the with this 5G rollout, Vodafone have made it plain and clear that they will not be charging customers any extra to access the 5G network. Telstra and Optus have both had murmurs that there will be a 5G tax that customers will eventually pay once the network is rolled out a little bit more completely Uh, there is word that they will charge a few extra bucks to access their network. But not if you're a Vodafone customer. They've said straight out, no additional charge. It is going to be a while before their network is completed, by the way, so no charge. That's what they're saying. But the other good thing is that if you are a Vodafone customer, and look, I'm a Vodafone customer, and I've got to say the main reason I'm a Vodafone customer is because I travel a lot. So when I go overseas, the Vodafone's $5 a day roaming is a godsend. And what they're going to do with this, what what it means, you can I can use my phone as I would in Australia, so I can use all my data, all my, everything that's included in my plan, I can use as if I'm in Australia, uh, in, in more than 60 countries, I think up to 80 countries now, for $5 a day. So now, with if I travel to the UK, Italy, Spain, Germany, and Ireland, I'll be able to not only roam for $5 a day, but also roam on 5G. And more countries are also going to be added to that in the coming weeks and months as well. So really good news there. Of course, the Vodafone 4G network, which is uh, still running pretty well, uh, that'll still be there while the 5G footprint expands. But great news, if you're a Vodafone customer, you will be getting 5G eventually. If you live in Rose Hill and Parramatta, enjoy. you got it right now. But the rest of us, we're going to have to wait a little bit. So... uh, Great news, Vodafone customers, 5G is here. You want to hear more about that? Check it out at techguide.com.au. This is Tech Guide. The Tech Guide podcast is proudly supported by Norton. They're the company that can keep you, your family safe and private online. Now, we live in a world where we're constantly connected. There are cyber attacks that are more prevalent than ever. There are phishing scams and ransomware online predators, and big data is tracking your every move. So if the cyber threats have evolved, well, guess what? Norton has to evolve too, and that's exactly what they've done. The new Norton 360 gives you next-level protection, combining the power of device security with a secure VPN to help keep you and your family safe and private online. The new Norton 360 is all-in-one protection for your devices and online privacy. It's available now at leading retailers or au.norton.com. And now, a Tech Guide review with Stephen Fennec. Okay, I know it said Tech Guide review, and what the product I'm going to talk about, I didn't actually take it home to use because A, it costs a lot of money, and B, I didn't even know... I would be seeing it until I uh, got to the Sennheiser store in the Sydney CBD. So this is my experience with this, with the Sennheiser HE1, which is known across the industry as the world's best headphones. And it's not just a set of headphones, it's an amplifier. Uh, it, it's got vacuum tube transistors, the whole bit. I'll explain a bit more fully in a sec, but... It's it's absolutely incredible, and just just to be completely transparent about this, I was in the the Sennheiser store uh, as part of a paid a sponsored partnership. I was there with uh, my good mate Trevor Long. We were recording a special episode that they asked for uh, in the Sennheiser store. So the, the the sponsored partnership included recording the podcast, which we did. But I this story and what I'm talking about right now, this wasn't part of that agreement. I just decided that I wanted to share this experience because it was absolutely amazing. The Sennheiser HE1 is regarded as the world's best and most expensive headphones. I'll tell you the price in a minute, but just to explain what it is. This is a, if you're an audiophile, you will appreciate good audio. And and audiophiles are not, they wouldn't bat an eyelid spending $4,000 Four thousand dollars on a pair of headphones, and maybe another three thousand dollars on a on a amplifier, so they can enjoy their source, their music, with without with the, in the in the finest possible quality. Well, if you can appreciate that level of audio fandom, then you can appreciate that there is better still products than that, and Sennheiser have have. Demonstrated that with the HE1 headphones. And again, it's a pair of absolutely brilliant headphones housed in this amazing marble device. The marble, by the way, and there's pictures and a video on Tech Guide for you to see this for yourself. The marble is Carrara marble. That's actually the same marble that Michelangelo used to carve the David statue. Anyone who's been to Florence has seen this massive statue. It is the same marble used that the David is made of. Sennheiser actually owns a part of the mountain in Italy where the marble is quarried, so they've got a, a they own a bit of property where this marble is located, so they can quarry this marble whenever it's needed. So that just gives you a, an idea of the level, the level of detail, the attention to detail they go to. They, they carve this out of a solid block of marble that's, completely, that's inspected thoroughly to make sure that it's flawless and that it is, it is the right size and shape to, to carve into this amazing HE1. Now, to give you a description of what it looks like, uh, the unit has a, a box on the top left, which is where the headphones rest, a top right-hand corner is another black box where eight uh, transistor tubes, so eight sorry, eight vacuum tubes, uh, ascend and come into view. The front there are four knobs as well, so there's control knobs and uh, volume knobs uh, on the front. They when when this is turned on, these all emerge from the marble. So the buttons come out the front. The vacuum tubes rise majestically out of the out of the top of that box and the lid of the headphones opens up gracefully as well. It's, it's like a puts on a little performance before you even have listened. Before I even, even heard the thing, I was impressed with it, just seeing it turn on. So it was uh, amazing. So then it was time to put on the headphones, and the headphones, you have to understand, built into the headphones is a high-voltage amplifier. It has gold ceramic transducers, silver-plated cables for better connectivity, uh, and the earpads may hand-stitch from the finest leather. Uh, and so this whole system's working together. It was connected to a source, which in this instance was a MacBook Pro that was uh, piping in high-res audio from the service called Tidal. That's a high-res audio. It's like the the Spotify for high-res audio. And we heard some songs from uh, Diana Kral. Uh, we also heard... The John Farnham, the swing version of You're the Voice, sung, I think, at the opening of Crown Casino with an orchestra. It was like we were there. It was like they were in the room playing for us. Diana Krall, it's like she was sitting next to me with a microphone. That is how good the, it sounded. Every breath, every note, every tiny little sound was absolutely crystal clear and incredibly real. The high, it's ultra high fidelity. That's where the word hi-fi comes from. That's a shortening of the term high fidelity, which means high fidelity means as much like the original source as possible. High fidelity. This is ultra high fidelity and has to be heard to be believed. Now, I'm going to tell you the price now. The Sennheiser HE1, at the current rate of our dollar, will set you back... $89,000. $89,000. So this is for serious audio lovers. So audiophiles, and audiophiles to me are the people who are so emotionally attached to their music, would pay thousands of dollars to recreate the best possible quality that they can afford. Uh, that is who this is aimed for. Now, I asked, I asked the guys at Sennheiser, I said, who would buy this? is it just multi-millionaires and high rollers buying this thing? And they said it's not. They said it is dedicated audiophiles who may have, they've just retired, they've got a bit of superannuation money, they've been saving for it. In the, in the same way that a car fan would would buy a luxury car, they can also, an audio fan, a super fan can buy this as well. So it is, look, it music is one of those things that, does draw that emotional response and the the store the assistant store manager PDU he uh, he was telling me a story of a gentleman who came in there he uh, li- was listening to the system you can you can go in and make an appointment to listen to this by the way if you're in the Sydney CBD you can pop into their store which is located at 120 Pitt Street The the address is on my tech guide story uh, PDU the manager was saying a gentleman had requested a, a session a, a, an appointment uh, he brought in his own his own vinyl record that you can bring in your own content if you want. And this gentleman was listening, and he was Peter, the the store assistant, store manager said he noticed this gentleman was was crying, and Peter asked him. He said, "Oh, well, there has to be a story behind this. What? What? Why? Why are you so emotional?" He said, "Well, the 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 song that he was listening to was from the of the first concert he ever attended with his father." who had recently passed away uh, and it was reproduced in such high quality that it was like he was in the audience with his dad once again. So that, that that's how emotional, how real and emotional it was just for that one person and I'm sure there are many other people who have similar emotional ties to their music. So imagine hearing it in this amazing quality, um, but the price, look, it, it's... People can make an appointment, so you, you can go in there, uh, set up an appointment. They'll give you a time. You go into this little back room, a soundproof room, that you can sit down in front of it and enjoy it. And look, there is no expectation to buy, so don't worry. Don't don't expect them to expect to uh, want you to pull out your checkbook and put down a deposit. Uh, there's no expectation expectation, I should say, expectation to buy. There are many other headphones and other more affordable headphones you'll find in the store as well, but. This is just something I had to talk about. I, I uh, got a story up on Tech Guide. I, I made a short video, too, of the, of the system powering up with all those beautiful things popping, uh, sliding out and rising majestically out of the top of the machine and uh, having this picture of me wearing the headphones as well, which uh, was were, were surprisingly light as well, by the way, and uh, really, really uh, bigger earcups than you'd expect, too. I've got a pretty big head, but even these earcups looked big on me. I thought I would make them look small, but no, they're still pretty big. The HE1 headphones, those dials, the precision milled from a single piece of brass before they're put inside the marble. The eight vacuum tubes that have hand-picked components in them too, by the way. There is so much craftsmanship and attention to detail. The marble itself serves, because of its weight, it serves as a dampener. So it prevents the structural noise and any distortion. So you are getting just pure audio from this thing. And as I said, you can hear this if you want. I do have a story on Tech Guide if you'd like to check that out. But I thought I'd just give you uh, a little touch of luxury for our, our uh, Tech Guide podcast with the Sennheiser HE1, the world's best headphones. And you too can check it out at techguide.com.au. <laughs> Well, who's not a fan of audiobooks? Well, you guys are listening to this podcast right now. Uh, ideal audio audiobook listeners because you are used to listening to spoken word content in your car, when you're driving. I don't know. You might be listening to this podcast right now while you're doing the cleaning. You might be washing your car while you're listening to me. You might be on the bus. You might be driving the kids to school. Uh, Hi kids, if you're in the car right now with, with mum or dad or both, uh, you might be doing any other kind of thing. You might be in the gym. Are you training right now? Get that extra, you can do it. Another rep, come on, you can do it. You might be listening in the gym to this. So that that's just an example of where you also can listen to your audiobooks. Audible has just launched a new campaign with the Instagram comedy sensation Celeste Barber. Anyone who follows her on Instagram, Will know her from her uh, really funny imitations of celebrity images on Instagram. You know those there's models all in a, in a pose, and she tries to recreate the pose, and uh, really just takes the piss a little bit. And uh, she's built up this this a phenomenal following, and has even written a book herself on on life and things like that. So she has become the new face of Audible. And the there's a funny there's a funny video that she's put that, that you can read that see that on Tech Guide as well. But basically, the point is this. Even though you're really busy, and thank you for finding the time to listen to the podcast. We appreciate it. We hope you keep doing it. But there is time for you to fit in books. And there's, I'm sure there's a few people, and yourselves included, who have books they want to read. There's a book that, oh, I heard this is a good book. I haven't had time to read it. Well, you can listen to it. And it's because you're listening to it and doing something else, you're multitasking, you get a chance to go through them. I'm a massive fan of audiobooks. I listen to an audio book a week. I I normally, my reading habits are, I read everything, of course, online and all my normal reading that I have to do to keep up with things in the tech world. But I'm normally, at any one time, reading a novel, reading a non-fiction book or a sort of kind of a self-help or a course like trying to learn some new skill book. And I've got an audio book on the go as well. So I'm reading three books, if you like, at the same time. And on the audio side, because I drive I, don't drive, I don't drive a massive amount, but I drive enough for me to listen to a book a week. A book's about 10 to 12 hours long, each one. I can listen to a book in a week. So I'm a massive fan of audiobooks because you can still take in the story that they are amazing performances. The voice actors are really good. Some, some even uh, books, some books are read by the author, uh, one of the great memories of a book that I re- that I heard was uh, the Hillary Clinton book, What Happened? The book that she published after losing the election the presidential election to Donald Trump. And she read the book. It was like she was talking to me. There are other celebrity author, um, celebrity narrators as well, like Stephen Fry, I think Morgan Freeman, I think Michelle Obama reads her own book as well. So that's another attraction, too. A lot of people are keen to hear uh, if celebrities are involved. More than uh, there's a third of Australians, 6.6 million Australians already listen to audiobooks. And would you believe millennials are leading the way? 55% of millennials are listening to their books, which is incredible. They're, they're kind of tech savvy and can listen to them on the go on their phones Uh, that's that's how I listen to it I've got it on my phone I've got it hooked up in my car I've got it on my earphones if I'm walking or running or in the gym Uh, if I'm just walking around in the city waiting between meetings or everything I've got got it running as well if I'm walking around a shopping centre I've got that also waiting for my car to charge I've also got. the the audio book to keep me entertained as well. So really easy to get through it. Um, some other interesting, uh, some other people involved in the campaign as well. Uh, there's Po Ling Yu. She's a, a chef. She, I think she was used, used to be on Master Chef. And Clark Gayford. He's very very famous stay at home dad. Clark Gayford. If the name doesn't ring a bell, he's the husband of New Zealand Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern. So. Uh, He's the famous stay-at-home dad. Remember they had a little uh, a baby recently? So he's the stay-at-home dad. It's funny how the release never mentioned that he was the husband of Jacinda Ardern. Uh, they just said he was the famous stay-at-home dad. Uh, but I think I recognised the bloke and I thought, hang on a minute, that's Jacinda Ardern's husband, and it truly is. And it's actually quite funny, his section of the video with Celeste Barber. But they've, what they've done, they've also listed their reading wish lists. So all three of them, you can see these on Tech Guide. Uh, some of the books they'd love to get to, uh, but haven't had the time. But if they listen to the book, they can find the time. They'll be able to fit it into their busy life. So that's the whole idea of this. The average Audible customer listens to 22 books per year. So that's, that's quite a few. That's nearly two a month. So 22 books. If you're a reader... So reading it on a Kindle or reading the actual printed book, would you read 22 books in a year? I don't know if you would. That's quite a lot of reading. So Audible customers are in there. I reckon I do more than 22 books a year. I'm one a week. I reckon my number would be about 35 books a year that I listen to. So I might be ahead of the curve there. But on average, it's 22 books on average per year. Audible, get into it. It is a great way to listen to your books. Rather than reading them, you'll hear them. It's great performance. Want to see those stats and those wish lists, some I mean, interesting books on the wish lists, check them all out at techguide.com.au Now who doesn't like The Rock? He is a dead set legend. The Rock, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, wrestling superstar, action movie star. He's everywhere. He is literally the biggest star in the world right now. And I mean, like, try try to try to out bench press this bloke. He's a big dude, big star, and he's a busy guy. Not only making movies and uh, ruling the wrestling world, does he still in, do some wrestling stuff? Anyway, he was in a good movie uh, called Fighting with My Family. Just on a side note, where he plays himself. It's a true, based on a true story of a British female wrestler who. Uh, Makes it big, uh, really entertaining movie, and The Rock playing himself in that, so that's worth checking out. But we're not there to talk about movies. We're here to talk about his partnership with Under Armour to release the UA Sport Wireless Flash in earphones, which is part of the JBL Project Rock collection. Now, this is exclusively available at JB Hi-Fi, so these are meant to be your go-to workout earphones. The Rock loves a workout. Just take one look at the bloke. He's a giant. So yes, you can tell he loves a gym session. He does plenty of them. So he's a great name to associate with a pair of earphones that can take anything. These have got IPX7 rating. So that means they're sweat and waterproof uh, and can handle whatever training session, whether you're in the gym, sweating it out or on the road, in the park, any kind of conditions. There's also antibacterial sport flex ear tips. So... Keep keeping him clean, but also providing a secure fit. But on the audio side, of course, you are getting really, really cool quality. So these are wire-free, and they, they include JBL's charged sound, which means great bass level. Uh, they've also got a feature called bionic hearing, which means you can hear your surroundings really clearly. I think it turns on all the microphones. It's like your Steve Austin. with, Well, no, Steve Austin never had super hearing. It was the bionic woman who had super hearing. I think Steve Austin had the uh, the really good eyesight. I think he had one bionic eye as well. Anyone remember that? The $6 million man and the bionic woman? Great shows. Uh, but also, too, if you're running on the streets, they've got a feature called Ambient Aware. Uh, this is a mode that lets you hear your background noise. So if you're running, walking near the road, you can still hear the traffic around you. So You've got to be, st- you've got to stay safe and hear what's doing there as well. 25 hours worth of battery life. Uh, they do come with a charging case as well. So I think that's combined battery life there, probably five or six hours at a time. Uh, and then you put them back in the case and recharge them again. Now, this is a limited edition. They're available from a lim- for a limited time. They are $329 and you can only buy them at JB Hi-Fi, the UA Sport wireless flash In-Ear earphones. If you want to see a picture of the rock wearing them, you'll have to go to techguide.com.au. This is Tech Guide with Stephen Fennec. The Tech Guide podcast is proudly supported by Netgear. They're Australia's number one Wi-Fi brand. Well, we upgrade our phones, our TVs and our laptops but when's the last time you upgraded your home Wi-Fi? It's probably been a while. Well, the future's here with Wi-Fi 6. If you're watching your shows on streaming services like Netflix or Stan or Disney Plus, then you need the latest of high performance routers from Netgear. It's like giving your streaming the VIP treatment. It's up to four times the capacity compared to today's Wi-Fi, which means more connected devices, more simultaneous streams without affecting Wi-Fi speed and reliability. It's the biggest revolution in Wi-Fi ever, and you can be part of it with a Wi-Fi 6 Netgear Nighthawk router. Turn your Wi-Fi up to 6 with a Nighthawk Wi-Fi 6 router. Go check it out today at netgear.com slash fi 6. That's netgear.com slash fi and the number 6. And now, answering all your tech questions, the Tech Guide Help Desk. The Tech Guide Help Desk is brought to you by our good mates at Belkin. Belkin sell amazing cables, chargers, soon to be releasing some great speakers. So if anything you need, check them out, belkin.com forward slash au. We've got a couple of questions here. One reader contacted us about their TV. They said they had their TV, I think it was a TCL TV. It's about five years old. They said that every time it gets a bit... If it gets a bit hot, I think over 26 degrees, he said that the TV turns itself off. Now, we've done a little bit of research on this, and I suggested maybe look in the settings. Is there like a sleep timer on? Is there something that can maybe turn the TV off on its own? Check the remote control as well. Uh, Our research suggests it could be the remote. The remote could send a signal to the TV on its own to turn off. Uh, So that's one suggestion I made, take the batteries out of the remote. If you need to change a channel, you can download the TCL uh, app on your phone, that'll change the channel for you. But for the moment, maybe try no batteries in the remote, see if the remote's the problem. Uh, If it's not, at least you know it's not, you're sort of eliminating the issue. Um, The other thing, as I said, check there's nothing in the menus like a sleep timer that's been put on or any kind of setting that may be uh, misadjusted that's not in the right place. So check that out as well. Uh, I think it's five years old, so definitely out of warranty. I suggested also to contacting the retailer. I think um, uh, our reader didn't have a lot of luck going through TCL, but I suggested maybe contacting the retailer because they may have had other customers complaining of the same thing. So uh, best course of action to do there. Uh, the other question I get so often uh, from people who want to know they've got albums and albums full of photos. They want to scan them. They want to, uh, to be able to quickly and easily scan the photo. And my answer all the time is simple. It's the Epson Fast Photo. That's fast and the photo spelled F-O-T-O. This looks like a little printer. but What it can do, it can scan 30 Normal six x four images in thirty seconds. That's a second a photo we can scan. It'll make a digital copy of the of the photo in your on your computer, so you can then create albums. You can smash through some albums in a few hours, uh, and and get it done. You get this software that it can also help you not only name them, group your photos, create albums, touch up your photos, all there for you, so you can store them on your computer in the cloud and protect them. So. Thing though, when it was first released about a year and a half, two years ago, it was about $795. It's a little bit expensive, but still the best solution. My suggestion is maybe buy it in a, in a group, maybe a couple of families get together and maybe shot in, you just put money in to buy it. So maybe everyone chuck in a couple of hundred bucks each and just share it. Whoever needs it, okay, I'll have it this week. Um, so that's a that's one idea of doing it. Epson probably wouldn't like me <laughs> telling that to people. They want everyone to buy their own, of course. But it has come down in price, I've got to tell you. Uh, Officeworks, we spotted it for $634. So that's down from 795 So that's a result there anyway. But well worth worth it, 634 bucks to preserve your most precious memories. Because imagine, cast your mind back to the bushfires, all those families who lost everything in the bushfires, including their photo albums, their wedding photos, everything's gone. Imagine if they had the chance to go back in time and buy a $634 fast photo scanner, scan their photos, put it up in the cloud. You reckon they would have done it? I reckon they would have done it too, Definitely worth the money. $634 from Officeworks. We've reviewed the uh, Epson Fast Photo. You can find that at techguide.com.au. And that's full time on the show this week. Everything we've spoken about, of course, you can find at techguide.com.au and we love it when you get in touch, so send us an email, info at There's also a logo on the right-hand side uh, with the where there's a Belkin logo as well, my photo, Belkin logo. Click that, it'll open up a form that you can fill out and it'll send me an email, direct to my inbox and I'll get back to you and you never know, I could be talking about your question on the next show. We want to give a special shout out too, to our sponsors, Netgear, the brand you can trust for all your Wi-Fi needs and also Norton, the company that can keep you and your family safe online. Please support the companies that support us. Thanks again for listening. We look forward to you joining us again next week. So until then, stay safe and stay connected.